0: Yes, welcome to another episode of It's About Time You Watch This. It's Chris. And Geordie. And today we are watching a movie from the 80s. It predates both of us. I think this is the first time we've done a movie.
1: Yeah. That
0: is earlier than we were both born. From Especially
1: 19- you, you dinosaur.
0: Oh, thank you very much. Uh, from 1985. Now, there's a story why we're doing this on top of the fact that you haven't seen it. But today we are doing... Their parents expect them to make good. Our school is going to give a scholarship to discipline case. Their school expects them to... Be bad. Let's find out how tough you are. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Nobody expects them to become friends. You want to talk? Go away. But that's just what they're going to do. Why are you being so nice to me? Because you're letting me? The Breakfast Club. Yes, we are doing The Breakfast Club.
1: Yeah, we sure are.
0: Now, this is one that uh, there's a reason that we have had to do this one.
1: Yeah. Look, I'm going to sound smart today unlike our last episode. So the reason we're doing this one is I've recently gone back to teaching and for one of my year 11 classes, it's a year 11, like kind of like a VCAL English and all over the Victorian curriculum, which is where we get everything from, from school, it is said, watch this movie with the kids for stereotypes.
0: And there's a lot of good reasoning for that. And now I've got to admit, before we go too far into this, it's been a long time since I've watched this movie. Most of the the movies we've done on the podcast so far are movies that I watch very regularly. Yeah. This is the first... I don't think I've watched this since I was probably 13, 14.
1: And I've never seen it. I didn't even know it existed until Pitch Perfect.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pitch Perfect?
1: Yeah. The first Pitch Perfect, they're like... When Anna Kendrick is like getting with the bloke and he's like, you need to watch a movie, but you can't just watch it from the end. And then the Breakfast Club song, she like sings to him in the final song. Have you not seen this in Pitch Perfect? I
0: have seen Pitch Perfect, but it obviously didn't leave that much of an impression on me that it's, yeah.
1: Because it's the same thing, like the ending with the Breakfast Club, it's all like he raises his arm and he's like, yes. And he does that when she's singing to him and it's really cute. Right. The only reason I knew about The Breakfast Club.
0: Okay. Well, the the main thing I had from this movie was Not Another Teen Movie, which was a parody yeah. film that came out in the early 2000s where it was a send-up of all these teen comedies from the 80s right through to the early 2000s. Uh, and there's a, a great scene in that where the teacher from this actually plays the teacher in that.
1: Of course. Of and
0: course. It, it's really – but I didn't realise still watching this, and we'll get to this when we discuss it, but yeah. how – almost word for word that parody is, but we'll get <laughs> to that. So, look, let's get straight in. I know, you, as we always do, you, you've you taken a bunch of notes and I took a few as well for this one. So, oh, let, let's let's get into your notes to start with, Geordie.
1: All right. So, the first one I had was that Pitch Perfect flashbacks, which I've already explained. If you ha- don't remember, go back and watch Pitch Perfect again. Absolutely, like, goes on to this movie. Um, so, it was based in the 80s, but it's crazy as a teacher in this day and age how similar it is. Like, different stereotypes, but similar.
0: Well, I wasn't even thinking from a teacher point of view, obviously. But looking back to when I was at school, I was like, I can see those people. Yes, you like know exactly. In my who head, who they I was are. like, "Yes, that's that person. That's that person. That's yep. that person." Like in my head of who I grew up with, yeah, and who would be in detention, you know, in those roles.
1: Yep, you can picture it. I
0: could picture that in my head,
1: which makes us feel like we're really bad people because that's just the stereotypes we put on people. But
0: well, we put stereotypes on people, but is it also the personality traits? Yeah, that are, I I don't know whether it's like the love languages where everybody has a love language. Yep. Is it? not just stereotyping, and I know we're getting very deep into psychology here, we but are, like. is is this more a you know, personality traits that most people grow up with?
1: Yeah, and it could be. So would you say, looking back now, just getting off completely, yeah. Um. would you say, I'm going to assume you were the nerd? Ouch. But yes.
0: But yes. Would That's- you say
1: you still fit into that stereotype? Because oh. we're sitting here in your office full of uh, Marvel figurines and and podcasting equipment and Power Rangers helmets.
0: Yeah, and uh, look, to a degree, I guess the nerd's backstory Mm. is an interesting one. It is. With, uh, you know, he's, there's a revelation, the reason he's in detention. And look, if you haven't seen The Breakfast Club, you should know by now if you're listening to this podcast, if you haven't seen these movies, go and watch them because we do get into spoiler territory. But the reason that the nerd is in attention is because he brought a gun to school. Yeah. Turns out it was a flare gun. Yeah. Uh, but, but he was contemplating suicide because of the pressure that his parents had put on him for grades. I didn't have that as such. No. But I know people I grew up with that put that sort of pressure on themselves.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing too because nerds can be so different too. Like there's those nerds like your maths nerds, like I picture the Big Bang Theory nerds, but then also like your comic book nerds. Like there's so many different – I mean – stereotypes we could be talking here all day about stereotypes
0: oh and look and that's the point of this this movie is it is that they bust through these they all have their own cliques and their stereotypes but in the end as the final yeah you know, the final monologue says yeah they are all
1: all of these things the
0: nerd the yeah. beauty queen the criminal, you know, yeah. they're, they're all of those they're things, all and these I, think, different
1: layers. I think
0: the thing that jumped out at me was the cast and how young they are. Because obviously, this is yeah. 1985. Emilio Estevez did the Mighty Ducks a little bit later on, and they're all, yeah, yeah a bit bit older. Um, Judd Nelson, as well, has done, done a lot. Molly Ringwald was obviously a, a, a huge crush for a lot of boys in the 80s, as well. I was probably, yeah, I was too young for that phase, but yeah. uh, just looking back at now, especially Judd Nelson, I think, who plays Bender, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he He's been in a lot of stuff since then. They all have. Okay. Yeah. But the youngness of. And again, he was 26. Really? When they were filming this. Wow. He was the oldest out of Although all of he them. did
1: look. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But he was 26 when they filmed this, playing at a high playing school kid, like a as as they do in the movies. Old. But yeah. Uh, yeah, just how uh, young that whole cast looks is sort of a real. Really, it almost took me out of it for the first 10, 15 minutes, getting. Yeah. Uh, adjusting to that because. It, it is an, a movie from 40 years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Saturday Detention. That's an interesting thing.
0: It's a US thing, I think. Is
1: that a US thing? Yeah,
0: so if we've got US listeners, uh, and I know we do have a few, uh, they'll be able to drop you know, some stuff in the comments on our social pages and let us know, you know how that works. But
1: Yeah, as a here, teacher, I would cry.
0: Here in Australia, obviously not a thing. It's, it's lunchtime detention here.
1: Lunchtime is or it after still, school. As I
0: say, is it still, yeah, that's yep. what it was when I was at school. Lunchtime and after lunch, school. Lunchtime before you did wasn't that serious. After school, you knew you were in trouble. Yep. Was, is that still the case?
1: Yeah. And occasionally it can be suspended straight away as well. Mm. So that's even, yeah, even more crazy.
0: The one thing I took from it though was when I was in detention in high school, it, it wasn't like... This is where the teacher leaves the room and...
1: No, goodness no.
0: It, it's the teachers at the front of the room doing their own work because they don't want to be there either. They've yep. drawn the short straw. Yeah. And you sit there and you sit in silence...
1: Or you do work.
0: Or you do your work and you sit there for for your lunchtime and you miss out on your lunch break, essentially, is what it was.
1: Yeah. I'm getting flashbacks to this one time that I had detention. I don't know what I did, but I was always the goody two-shoes. And so I had detention this one time. I reckon I would have been like 15, 16. I was with my boyfriend of the time who took guns on school camp. So, you know, he's a winner. And I was sitting here in detention and he walks in the room and he sits down next to me and he holds my hand under the desk in detention like it's a full room of detention he didn't have a detention but he just came in and sat with me and like we were holding hands under the the desk and the teachers didn't realize for like 10 minutes and they were like "Hey, on a second do you even have a detention what are you doing here and then kicked him out it's very different to that nowadays
0: yeah i would hope so i
1: just imagine that that teacher did not care and they were just like i don't want to be here which i get
0: Totally, Which yeah. well, you get a little bit out of this movie as well as the fact that this guy is there, he has this disdain for the kids, but that comes out of yeah. he thinks they hate him. And and I guess that's something I, you pick up on as you get older. Yeah. Like looking looking at the kids in detention, you go, okay, yes, I remember being that kid or I knew that kid or yeah. I knew that kid. But then watching that conversation that the teacher has with the janitor. Yeah. About being old, getting older and, yeah, these kids will run the world. And, and I go, oh, now now I'm relating with the teacher.
1: Yeah. Now you're getting it,
0: like, and that's I think kids growing up this movie that watch it back now. Yeah, like if you were 15 when this movie came out, you'd be hating on the teacher. But I think watching it again now, you'd be like, oh, oh, I've become that. I've become the teacher. That's that's who I've become.
1: Yeah, that's us as adults now. The "eat my shorts" line is that completely Simpsons? Was that before Simpsons? This
0: is way before Simpsons. Wow, this so was, Simpsons stole it. Simpsons was '89, so this is four years before the Simpsons started.
1: So Simpsons stole their joke.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I don't know if it's quite a joke. I think it's yeah, a – Yeah, it's
1: more of a just a –
0: yeah. It but was po- po- popularised more from The Simpsons, I would guess. Yeah, yeah. And this is – yeah, that whole – that that riff between Bender and the teacher is something that, as I said, not another team movie is what comes to mind with this. Yeah. And that whole interaction is basically recreated almost word for word. And as I said, the teacher plays himself. He plays the teacher in the parody film. Yeah. And it's very funny. I'll have to show you. It's on YouTube, and we might even have to actually watch that movie because it is a very, very funny movie. But uh, and I think you'll get that joke a lot more now having seen this one. Yeah. Uh, that's that's why it'd be hard showing you a parody movie like not another teen movie. And maybe that's why you didn't get things like the Naked Gun, those parody movies that because you haven't seen any of these movies that they're making fun of. No,
1: that they could might understand. That might make a bit more. If sense. I understood the movies that they were, if trying you understood, if you of, understood
0: the references, then I might a bit laugh more. a bit more. Maybe.
1: Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. So they swear a lot? <laughs> so this is just me with my teacher head on thinking, okay, I'm going to show this movie to um, year 11, so like your 16, 17-year-olds. My gosh, they swear a lot in this movie. Well, this
0: was an R-rated film in the US when it came out. So it'd be ah. in this day and age, it would be MA here. I think it's M, M on – I think we streamed it on Binge. If you're yes. looking for somewhere to watch it, it is on Binge at the moment. Uh, so it was R in the US when it was released. It was an R-rated.
1: Just because of I the swearing?
0: Yes, comedy. Yeah. Well, the drug usage as well.
1: Yes, of course, yeah.
0: Um, just a side note, it was actually oregano or oregano, <laughs> depending on where you're from, uh, that they yeah, used that they for used the drugs for there. But, yeah, that's – in this day and age, I think if you were showing this at school 15 years ago, yeah, it would be a bit more risque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this day and age oh, – I don't think any of the language that was used in this movie is anything that you wouldn't hear out of a 15, 16-year-old kids in the mouth now.
1: I think I've heard it out of a, f- a few of the kids in the classes already. And thats
0: I, I think that's, again, it's a sign of the times. So that's yeah,
1: yeah, just, yeah. yeah you know,
0: it's a bit more socially acceptable now. Some of the language shit and all that sort of stuff is a bit more socially acceptable. Absolutely. Uh, to some people, at yeah. least.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But, yeah, so I don't think you'd have too much of that issue... As you would if this was 10 years ago.
1: And again, if the entire Victorian curriculum is recommending this movie for kids, but I can get that too based on the story.
0: I guess that's the thing. Like, it's relatable. Even with that language, it makes it relatable to the kids.
1: The bit that I really started to enjoy it a bit more when the song montage kind of came on of all of them trying to get back to the room before the teacher and that they started working together. Like that teamwork started coming through. They started, you know, didn't matter who was who, but they were working together to get back to the room before the teacher got there. That was really cool. I think I started enjoying it a bit more when they started working together because it was just kind of annoying me until that (laughs) point.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess it's showing that you can overcome these differences yeah doesn't matter how different you are when you're working together when you have a common goal it's easy to work together
1: yeah which is another really important thing for you know these kids that are looking at going into the workforce and getting jobs
0: 100 these
1: teamwork skills and it doesn't matter who you are what you do we're all here to get a job done really cool messaging like good messaging absolutely um and how so is it John Bender, what's his name? Yeah, yeah. John, yeah. all I heard was Bender. Um, really, really like how his character development shows when he takes one for the team. Even after the jock, like he was trying to say, no, we're not going this way. And the jock was like, no, no, we're going this way. We're not listening to you. And off he goes. And he wasn't happy to do that. But then when they realized that they're trapped and he is like, oh, you guys, you know, you'll be fine. I'll take one for the team. I was like, that shows massive character
0: development. hundred percent. But I think that's also because he probably as a kid knows that he's gonna get blamed for it no matter no what. No matter what.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you
0: know, there's no point in all these other kids getting in the same amount of trouble mm. because he's gonna get that no matter what. Yeah. Uh, which is a bit of a detriment to kids like that that you know, that that's how they feel, that's how they think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Is that in just in, all in a group like that,
0: if they would all be seen doing the wrong thing, that kid's gonna get singled out. Yeah. And Even I think if it wasn't that's him. that's starting to change now. I think in schools, so, I'd like know, to hope so. What's well, a testament to teachers like you that are actually taking the time to get to know kids and work with kids and spend that time connecting with them and relating to them to build yeah. those relationships, which I don't think would have happened. Again, I keep saying 15 years ago because you know 20 years ago when I was at school, that sort of stuff wouldn't have happened. No, if there was a kid was like that, different. they were the shit kid and they were the ones that had to sit outside and they were the ones that even if everyone else was beha- misbehaving, they were the ones that got in trouble. Yeah. And that's what Bender is, I guess, the epitome of in this movie.
1: Absolutely. Especially when you see it when it's just him and the teacher and how the teacher reacts to him and where there's that scene and he's like, oh, hit me. Just do it. Just hit me.
0: And where and he it's says, like, come
1: on, what do you like?
0: People, who do you think people will believe me or you? Yes
1: oh, that makes me so angry and basically telling him that he's going to be a deadbeat for the rest of his life. He's not going to go anywhere.
0: But again, I think that's as we find with the teacher when he's having that conversation with the janitor later. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Is that's his own self insecurities and he's projecting himself onto that kid like he's stuck in this job that he thought he would love and it's become this dead end job that he hates and he's projecting his insecurities onto Bender and and you can almost see that in... In the kid's face, in yeah. in Ben's face, is is he looks upset by what is happening, and not because he's you know being told to hit someone. I think it's because he's realizing a little bit of that. That that's that that's why this that's yeah. why they have this relationship. They have this
1: thing I've got here. Teachers can be assholes <laughs> because of what we were just I was talking say,
0: about. It's a little bit awkward coming from you being a teacher.
1: <laughs> no, like you said too, it's really different nowadays. Really different.
0: Well, I would hope so. Yeah. But again, you you will still have teachers like that. You will still have teachers like the janitor says to the the teacher – he said, "You got into this job because you thought you get summers off, or yeah, you, you, know, you get yes. school holidays, and you get to enjoy. it. Job. It's going to be a cruiser job. And then you got here, and you realised you had to work. You had to work with these kids, and you had to help these kids. And it became more than you thought it was, and it's overtaken you. Yeah, yeah. And that's the that's ha- the reality happening of it. to a lot of teachers. Yeah. And I Absolutely. think that's why we've probably seen such a mass ex- exodus over the the COVID period of teachers that are tired because they th- a lot of teachers get into this thinking it's going to be
1: an easy ride."
0: Nice and cruisy, put the old wheelie TV in with a VCR in and pop yep. on the castle, Sit and away at the you front, go. A
1: worksheet? No. Away you go.
0: That's not how it is. I and mean, nah. it's, you know, it, it's a misconception I had until you finished uni and started teaching. And I watched the amount of work that you put in outside of school hours. Yeah. And I have this argument with people all the time <laughs> about, like, yeah, you know, our teachers. You know, they you know, they get it easy, they get all those highs. They don't.
1: No, not at all.
0: Like, and if people, you
1: care, you don't. Parents
0: are realizing that after COVID, parents yes, are realizing absolutely. how much teachers actually do. They're not just glorified babysitters, like people seem to think they are. But yeah, it, that that idea is still in a lot of people's heads. That yeah, that's Teaching's be, nice and easy.
1: Stereotypes yet again. 100%. If you can't do it, teach. That's always been the way, and that's just how people feel. But again, it all comes back to these stereotypes that are kind of what's the word, in our brain, like engraved?
0: Yeah, ingrained. Yeah, Yeah, ingrained in our brains. And you know,
1: it's never going to change. Well,
0: that scene where they're in the circle and they're going through all their deep, dark secrets, their trauma and what affects each of them. And that scene, uh, a lot of that was improvised, was ad-libbed. Wow. And we're talking about that with Jim Carrey and Lyra a couple of weeks ago about how he ad-libbed stuff. Yeah. And a lot of that comes from a really, like, it's a really dark, Tough scene to watch, especially as I said, if you relate to one of these Mm -hmm. personality types, yep, it's a really confronting scene to watch.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, even
0: the jock where he's, yeah, his dad's pressuring him to be the best, and he can't handle it, and you know, he feels like he's letting him down if he's not
1: beating up kids
0: and all this sort of stuff, and and, and... you know what what that means to the kids. He's doing that to, yeah and yeah, it it is a really tough scene to watch, and especially yeah, it shows the range. Yeah, these guys, these. Actors were also young. I said, yeah, Jad Nelson was 26. He was the oldest. But the range on these, these actors is just incredible.
1: And especially when you can literally see the pain in their eyes when they're talking yeah. about these things. It's not like they're just, you know, just saying it. It's obviously, you know, it's, it's probably from gone some- from school with them. Yeah. Like they've probably 100%. actually portrayed these people in school and they're bringing back those thoughts and feelings.
0: There was one scene towards the end that I actually really didn't like yeah and it's it's a bit of a movie trope and and um yeah i think it's these um john hughes movies from the 80s this 16 candles they, they all started perpetuating a lot of these we're talking about stereotypes but yeah. movie stereotypes where the nerdy girl or the ugly girl the emo girl puts on a bit of makeup and lets her head and all of a sudden she's beautiful and all the boys notice yes. her. i really didn't like that in this hate that because it, that's it,
1: saying that you can't be yourself
0: yeah, it's she she had to change. change like for the boys to notice her. She had to, had to change.
1: change. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the jock noticed her and they were kissing on the way out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Five, five I minutes later, that. like I really didn't like that. That's probably yeah. that's probably the one thing from this film I didn't like
1: because it's saying that it's not okay to be who you are. Yeah, and you need or to change if, if you who. change,
0: you know, Greece is a prime example of that. You know, Absolutely. Sandy changing Sandy. herself at the end. Yeah, um, and, and yeah, you know, we get that with Grease too, which is one of our favorite movies, and that's a movie that we're going to do on this podcast that. Is a, it'll be a bonus episode at some point because, because we,
1: love it. we do love
0: Grease too. It's, it's, we'll get to it that down the track. A it's, it's a guilty pleasure one.
1: I really liked where they were getting to know each other and they were showing each other what's in their bags. I thought that was really cool or like what they had in their wallets and things like that because that's kind of where you keep all your personal stuff. I don't know about you, but as a female, that's where all my secrets go.
0: You know yeah, that. I don't have many secrets. I have a photo of Ali in my wallet yeah, and, put a in bank, and you put in there and a bank card. That's as exciting as my wallet gets.
1: Yeah, well, you're just an open book, aren't you?
0: Well, apparently I am. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, absolutely. I, I get what you're talking about. Like they're having a, they're learning who each other yeah. are without Actually having to sit down, and, uh, without opening up yeah. at that point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they're yeah, just slowly kind of getting to know each other more and more, which was really cool. The last kind of note that I had was it's actually probably a really good depiction of school and the social clubs and it is a little outdated, but still, like we've said, really good depiction of what school is still like. There are still these different stereotypes. There are still they're a bit different now. Someone was talking about an Eshe today. I don't know what that means. I
0: think now I've been reading is that about like this a jail No, I think well I've been reading about this because there's a Hungry Jacks in Western Australia that has banned teenagers from ordering on their own. They have to have a parent. If they're under 18, they've got to have a parent with them wow. because these gangs of teenagers are going in, abusing staff, trashing uh. the joint. And I think these cool kids, and I use exclamation marks, the youths yes. uh, call themselves call themselves Eshays. And I, yeah, I don't get it.
1: No. no. I don't
0: pretend to get it. I'm no. old. I'm happy to admit that. Yep. Don't want to get it. No. Don't care.
1: I kind of have to because I was like, okay, let's talk about stereotypes. And I mentioned a jock and they were like, what, what's a jock? They didn't understand what a jock was. Like they get it different. Like, so is- nowadays it's almost like farmers and like they've got the mullets and they're like sporty kids, but jocks are not really a thing anymore.
0: I was going to say, is, is that a thing of the past, the sporty kid that is only... A sporty kid, yeah. Is that a thing of the past? Sporty
1: kids can be lots of things now. A lot of the kids that I've seen just throughout my travels, like you get your sporty kid, but they're also a farm kid. Yep. Like they're kind of. So the clicks, the clicks,
0: these these stereotypes are still there, but they're different stereotypes now. Yeah. And that's probably why this movie is still... Yeah, you know, This movie is a favourite of a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of people that are very interested to hear our thoughts about this movie, I think, because yeah, this holds a special place in a lot of people's hearts because I think it carries on now. And I think if when you watch it with the kids, it'd be interesting to get their take on it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As to how
0: they relate to it. Yeah. Because I feel like they will. I feel like kids will still pick out one of those personality types that they relate to.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So it'll be interesting to see what they take on it. A few notes I had for this one... Originally, Emilio Estevez was going to play Bender, so oh. the jock was going to play Bender. Bender, but they couldn't find anyone else who was right for the Andrew role. So Estevez gotcha. played to that, and the Bender gig went to Jud Nelson. Yeah. So the casting for this was really interesting. Molly Ringwald was originally, so the redhead was originally yep. going to play uh, Ally Sheedy's role, the other girl's role. Wow. Uh, she was first asked to play Allison, but she wanted uh, the Claire role. Yep. And the director eventually let her had it. There's a lot of people that auditioned for this movie. Jodie Foster, Laura Dern. So Laura Dern you will know as the blonde woman from the original Jurassic Park.
1: Ah, oh, gotcha.
0: Also Nicolas Cage to play Bender. See a wrestler. No. Nicholas Cage. Gone in 60 seconds? Yenna. Yeah, National Treasure. Yenna. Yeah, trying to think what we've watched recently that Nicolas Cage was in.
1: So not a wrestler.
0: Definitely. Well, knowing Nicolas Cage, he probably would want to be a wrestler, <laughs> but no, no, he is not a, a wrestler, no. Okay, moving on. Did you notice that Alison, the, the the quiet one, yeah, didn't actually speak until the third of the way through the movie? I did. 30, uh, 33 minutes into the film was wow. her first was line. when she first And this movie is only 97 minutes long.
1: Yeah, it's not a big movie.
0: So, and I think she has a lot of range. I think she almost has more range... When she doesn't speak, I think that shows a yeah. testament to how good an actor she is.
1: Yeah. Showed a lot more and you got to know a lot more about her. Yeah,
0: just from what she wasn't saying and the looks and the, the way yeah. she really put that together.
1: Is there any particular reason why she didn't talk until so long in? Or is well, that just that trying confine, to kind of no. show off her character?
0: I think it's just a testament to the character more than yeah. anything else. That yeah, you know, and again, there's kids that when I went to school that were like that. Yep. It kept quiet that were yeah, were the weird they were the weird ones because they sat there and made noises they didn't talk so again it's a relatable character
1: mm, and that's what this movie
0: does so really so really really well so it's as you said it's it'd be interesting to watch this with kids yes especially in this day and age because to see what their thoughts are on it yeah, like, yeah. and I know we can't have the kids on a podcast, but
1: no, it I, would be interesting. I'd interest,
0: I'd be, I'd like to do a follow-up episode where we can get some some quotes or something from some. Like, you can just read out some of the quotes that the kids have said if they're happy to, because I just think it would be very fascinating to hear. Yeah, just how they related to it.
1: Yep, yeah. and if um, they did,
0: if they did, yeah, I feel like they would like. As I said, I feel like there would be kids that would Surely. go, "Okay, I see myself in that character, or I see myself in this character." yeah but yeah just be a really fascinating thing so this movie it uh, obviously came out in 1985 the budget can you have a a stab at how much you think it cost them to make this movie
1: um i feel like it's not going to be super expensive but i don't know like
0: one million dollars us which is a very very small budget film Is
1: that how much it was?
0: That's how much it cost to make, $1 Yeah, wow.
1: Because I suppose you've already got your school. It's like you're not needing much extra. Well, you think
0: about it, there is really only, what, eight characters? Yep. Six of them in detention, or five of them in detention, plus the uh, the teacher and the janitor. Yeah, that's it,
1: and that's it, and it there was there was a couple of
0: extra scenes that were filmed and cut from the movie that had a couple of extras in it. Yeah, but that that that's sort of it. So and yeah, you you've got your one location, so it's not yeah. exactly a huge. Pretty it easy. actually it shocks me that this movie hasn't been remade. Fifty one point five million US is what it made at the box office. Wow. So it it um, garnered a fair, mm. which shocks me that they never tried to make a sequel or something to this. Yeah, but it did lead into yeah. Sixteen Candles was before this. Pretty in Pink as well. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Those sort of those real school based eighties yeah, movies, and we'll try into... and get through. If I run through those three movies, Sixteen Candles, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Pretty in Pink, yeah, nah. uh, none of them ring a bell. No, nah. they're all on the list. Cool, they're all coming <laughs> up in this podcast because those are movies that I feel like are essential viewing for anybody. All right, so especially Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
1: I feel like I've heard of it before, but just never watched it.
0: Okay, well, it is on the list.
1: Yeah. Can I add another note that I've just thought about? Absolutely. Really interesting that I only just thought about this after you're talking about the budget. Yep. The movie was really good and really kept me going for a movie that was based in the same location the whole time.
0: There's a few movies that do that. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, we've seen a bit of that through movies that were made during COVID. Yep. Where they've had where to... They can't, be they can't be anywhere else. Green screen technology these days obviously makes that a bit different where they can, you know, you can shoot in one room and put yourself anywhere. Yeah. But... Yeah, it is. It's
1: actually, yeah.
0: It's a one location film, really. Yep. But it's- A couple of different rooms, but it's yeah. the one location. It's the plot
1: that keeps you enthralled.
0: Is yeah. It? Yeah. 100%. What I was saying before, it shocks me they haven't made, they haven't tried to remake this movie.
1: Especially, yeah, like with different clicks or just well, Even
0: modernising it. it slightly. I know a lot of people be like, no, it's a classic, don't touch it, you can't change it, you can't recast yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I feel like this would lend itself to a really potentially great remake. Yep. And I can feel that the, the hatred email is pouring into the inbox as I say <laughs> that. But it's got potential there. And it, I, I honestly surprised with all the remakes and reboots and all these Just sort of things we get else. from Hollywood these days that that hasn't been done. Yeah. Really shocks me.
1: Never know. Never know.
0: All right. So let's get into the important questions that we ask every podcast. What would you rate this movie out of five, Jordan?
1: I think I would go about a four. A four? Yeah. yeah.
0: High praise? Yeah, pretty good,
1: pretty good. I think the fact that it's so relatable. It's, you know, it wasn't the best movie I've ever seen, but I didn't hate it. But I love that the messages you could take away from it. And it's so important for everyday life.
0: Now, I know you're not a huge fan of older movies and TV shows. And we've had this discussion where I've tried to get you to watch stuff in the past. If they modernised this and did a reboot, do you think you would enjoy that more? Because it would be more modern.
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Which sort of leads because me to leads me to would you watch a sequel to this movie? Because obviously there it, was one. it was 40 years ago. We're not going to get a sequel. No. But it, it, would you watch a reboot to this movie?
1: Yeah, I would. Just to see, like we've just talked about, like how different it could be and how, you know, Again, they could have essays in the modern reboot. There you go, people that are listening and gonna reboot this movie. essays Put them in it. I don't know.
0: Put them in it and I'm if cool. you can explain to me what, they, what are, they are, that would be super handy. Look, and I've got to apologize because I think a lot of people in in listening to this podcast have got used to us having a good laugh and making jokes yeah. at each other during during the episodes, but Hasn't this happened this episode one. because it's got real serious. Because it is, it's a serious <laughs> tone movie. It is, it, like in parts, it's a funny movie. Yeah, and that's the hard part. It's sort of like, is this a comedy?
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Because there was like, yeah, the scene where Bender wrecks the door and the prince was trying to hold it open, it flings shut on him. And goes, <laughs> yeah, there's there's funny parts in this movie.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a comedy though.
0: Would you classify it as a drama? What what would you?
1: I reckon if I had to classify it, I would probably say a drama. A drama. Yeah, just because, you know, when you finish a movie and you walk out of a movie and you feel a certain way. So I kind of felt a bit, I didn't feel like it was hilarious. I didn't feel like, oh, that was so funny. I'd watch that again because it was hilarious. I felt a bit more accomplished, I guess.
0: Okay, so according to Wikipedia, it is a teen coming-of-age comedy drama
1: comedy drama so so a bit of everything
0: a bit of everything (laughs) there you go well that wraps up another episode of it's about time you watch this uh we've got plenty of big stuff coming over the next couple of weeks a couple of really cool special guests lined up geordie we've got a mate of ours joining us for the next episode we do uh luke is luke is gonna jump into the studio and uh he's picking the movie hasn't told me what movie yet
1: I don't know if he's decided yet.
0: So I'm very (laughs) intrigued to see this because he does have a a good taste in films. Does he? Well, this is the man that made me watch the first season of Breaking Bad by watching it on a treadmill and running 20K as I did it.
1: Yes, that's For a fundraiser.
0: He donated a huge amount to the fundraiser if I would do 20K while watching Breaking Bad because I'd never watched it. So I'm very intrigued to see what he comes up with. We've got a a special author who is going to join us for – not a movie based well it's based on a comic book it's yeah. a comic book movie but it's a yeah. comic book movie that's based on a comic book from the 40s and she's a podcast host in her own right so she's going to join us in a few weeks time as well and in march i've got a very very special guest lined up all the way um, from big the one. From, i was going to say from the united states from canada Canada. A Canadian guest is going to join us on the show in March.
1: It's a big guest.
0: I'm really ex- really excited about this. Be good. A, it's It's not related to a movie. Now I know, no. you know, we've been doing movies on this podcast. This special guest is in relation to a TV show, one that is wildly popular at the moment. Yes and uh, this guest has worked on a a few other TV shows as well that are wildly popular. So Mm -hmm. very, very excited to have him on in a couple of weeks' time. But uh, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, jump on uh, Apple Podcasts, rate, review, all that sort of jazz, wherever you get podcasts, rate and review the show so we can skyrocket up, get more, because the more of that sort of stuff we get, the more special guests we're going to get as well. So very exciting times ahead. We'll chat to you next week on It's About Time You Watch This.